Welcome once again to Yadi Yadi Boys, the official Georgia's Bizarre Adventure podcast of the anime, of the manga, of the Hirohiko Araki. I'm your host, Eddie Colazzo, aka King K. Jewel. And with Pretty me good. Is, Brooks, is Brooks Oglesby. Hey, I'm Brooks, and I'm going shooting and hit the dab like Guido Mista. Yeah! <laughs> hit or miss, he uh, never misses. He it's never Because he shoots his gun. Hit, hit or miss. Uh, I, was, I was trying to make a Sex Pistols slant rhyme, but... yeah. I mean, we'll we'll work. We have a whole episode to work with, so yeah, I bet we'll find it. Uh, it's been yeah, it's been uh, a long time since we did JoJo. Yeah, because our friend David decided to take a break during the holidays. Well, you know, we were preparing for our big six zero. Mm-hmm. Oh, is that what today is? Yeah, it's our big sixty. <laughs> the fun uh, landmark episode that everyone likes to listen to. Yeah, it's the um, it's the diamond one. anniversary. Oh, did you get me anything? I mean, no. Okay. Well, uh, you're gonna... Cause it's because you're, like, holding off for when we go to WrestleMania and you give me a diamond cutter. <laughs> yes. So, I'm going to give you the gift of seeing Randy Orton in person. Uh, just... How did you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, how's your, your roof situation going? It's good. We had a... Sometimes you wake up and it's, uh... Just a couple hours after you go to sleep, and your landlord sends you a roofer, and he just kind of, like, ground pounds on your roof for three and a half hours. You heard him going, Yahoo! Yeah. Uh-huh. He, like, did, like, the Yoshi down the brrrr thing, and it was... Yeah. yeah. Bring! It was... That part, I was kind of like, oh, it's cool. Wait, wait for this one. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, and it was, a, yeah, a bigger one. Because of Warrior's fat ass. <laughs> yeah, a big, fat, farting man that we love. Garlic is good, though. Like, Yeah. I mean, that pe- that's like kind of supposed to be portrayed as negative, but I think garlic is good. Yeah, we're, pro- we're a pro-garlic podcast. We'll get some, mm. we'll get some garlic knots when we're, when we're up in New Jersey. <laughs> Can't wait. Um, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Mm-hmm. Anime. Man, I'm so... Uh, you hey, we should have done this in pre-pro. You didn't want. We don't need to watch the fucking filler episode, right? No, it's just a recap. Okay, cool. Because I anytime didn't... you see an anime that's called episode thirteen point five, you do not need to watch it. Great, if you're caught up. Cool. Cause, oops. <laughs> yeah. Uh, whoopsie! Didn't do that one. We're not going to do half an episode. So. Okay, good. Uh, so this week we are talking about the episode that aired 100 years ago, mm-hmm. and it is episode 13, Mirror Man and Purple Smoke. Those so. are the names, and it's good that you re- that we re- are reminded of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe this one starts where the one before it, like, immediately ends, where, uh, Man in the Mirror was about to punch Fugo in the face. Yeah. And you're like, oh no, what's gonna happen to Fugo, who I don't know if I like or not? Um, right, and his, gro- his and gross purple smoke man is stuck outside still. Just kind of, like, fuming and licking his hand. Yeah. Um, but we resume right there, and right before the punch happens, uh, Iluso, that's the bad guy's name, oh, he, yeah. he is able to also now, we're introduced to this ability where he can hear things that are happening outside of the mirror world. In I'm, the real world. I might, I might need you to fucking carry me along the beach on this one, because some shit happens. In terms of the mirror world and the real world that... We have both 
stand science and JoJo science in this one. Uh huh. Oh yeah, we ha- we have some sort of groundbreaking medical his- some uh, discoveries going on. Yeah. So he 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 hears footsteps in the mirror world, which can happen now. So he says, "Oh, that must be um, Abakio running away." So um, you wait here. Yeah, I'm not going to finish the second half of this killing blow to your head. He says, conveniently, it's not time for me to kill you right now, Fugo. I have to go check what's happening with someone right, right. away. And then he, he gets cheap heat, Abakio does, gets cheap heat from me, because he, he goes to the dog mosaic, and there's like, you know, you know how when something's like a priceless antiquity, and it's like, hey, please don't go into this room and step on it. He just like fucking leaps right over, walks over the mosaic, riding into the fucking impluvium, and I, I do hate this man. Well, he had to get the key. What is the key for? It's just the boss said to go get it? The boss said go get it because it's very important. Oh, yeah, and, and then the next episode it. we learn. <laughs> yeah, I forgot. We learn where, not, where it not goes. To, not to spoil it for you. Yeah, the whole first episode I was like, I'm glad I didn't look it up, too, because it was a great surprise. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, he runs and gets the key. And also, like, so, I if I'm remembering correctly, like, Eluso knew they were coming there to get to get something. Right. He didn't know what. But also there's a f- mirror on the floor conveniently propped right in front of where the key is. Well, that's, you know, in, in, in the ancient uh, Roman impluvium, you would always have the one mirror, and that's to honor Gaius, mm-hmm. the mirror god. Yeah, that's who he is. It's been, it's been a while since I've taken Latin, but that was pretty much it. Uh-huh. Um, so then Abaku, he's like, huh, what's this, Nani? And it's it's the most, like, ostentatious gold giant key with a big red ruby in it that's inscribed with directions, like, please do this to save my daughter. Yeah. Uh, so he's like, hey, I guess this must be it. Uh, but then he looks in, into the mirror and, and Retro. Yeah, when you see the man in the mirror, it makes the stand work and it pulls you into the death that's or the tower is, is when you see it. Yeah, when like, you see it. That's how it works, yeah. Uh, so he looks into the mirror and he sees the the bad man of Eluso walking towards him and he says Retro, but then we go to to fight in gold, right? Which uh, if the other seasons were to be like set a precedent, we right. should have gotten a new song this week. Yeah, and we only sort of got a slightly different ending for the next episode. Same song, but different. Yeah, know. sort of like early 2000s Bugs Life 3D style animation. Uh-huh. I'm thinking it's only when, like, events happen, like, because they need to put more characters in it. Right. But basically everyone is the same. They have the exact same shots from the first one. They just sort of moved them vertically. Like, yes, Giorno and Gold with, Experience like, are doing like... the same fucking thing. Yeah. Um. So maybe we'll get one soon, but... yeah. It might be bad though. You gotta, you know, it's it's scary. It might. Be, it's like, do you take what's inside the box or do you go with fighting gold? Right. Know? I do like fighting gold. So just to I, be, my note here is like fighting gold still gets me pumped up. It's pretty good. Coda <laughs> is good. I just I like it. Just to be the fucking like, yeah. I think every episode should be two minutes long. Thing like it mm-hmm. takes Abakio a really long time to figure out what happened to Fugo, but like, couldn't he just like go back and check with Moody Blues and like see? Before he gets, yeah, he like... Could. Well, I, I think he would have seen him, like, get pulled into the mirror. And then anyways, he would have gotten sucked. And then he would have gotten sucked and been like, I don't know what this means. Right. Like, we don't know how his power works. Like, we know he went into the mirror. But ah. also, he needs, like, something... Doesn't he need... Oh, no, Moody Blues can just turn into something. I was thinking that, like... Yeah, we um, did Fugo learn that, huh? there. 
but F- Moody Blues just because Moody Blues turned into Narancia when they were on the boat. Oh yeah. So that's just kind of me not understanding how powers work. Yeah. But uh, this like. This, like, every JoJo fight is like this, but this one is kind of a step above the others in terms of, like, I knew you were going to plan on that, so I did this. Yeah, it's a good thing that everybody did read the script of this episode and figured out how the mirror thing works. But oh, they read the script, but only up to the part where it was their line, and then didn't read what everyone else did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's kind of the least efficient way to know how the plot's gonna go. But, um... Yeah, I think this is kind of like... It feels like characters in a D&D game... Where uh-huh. it is, it is just like Jorno's like, or fucking Abakio's like, can I just be like half of my stand vertically hot dog style and like it's inside the mirror and then I can, that way I can choke the stand and the DM's just kind of like. I'm just like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, all right. Yeah, roll for it. Uh, roll for it. Yeah, roll, <laughs> roll a regular D20 and see if that works out. I, I, I've been down on Abakio, but, uh, I do very much like that we just, uh, when he gets sucked in, he just starts choking the stand, just normally, yeah. which is pretty good. So we come back from Fighting Gold, and Abakio, Officer Prosciutto, he's like, oh, I shouldn't I shouldn't use that goof this week, because there is the man named Prosciutto. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll, I mean, we'll work revisit, of the week. We'll revisit uh, Officer Prosciutto in the maybe three to four episodes. Yeah. I'll, unfortunately, I will use his name of Abakio. Um so he's like, oh, now I understand it. And he just breaks the mirror into a bunch of pieces. Mm-hmm. Uh, but actually, Elisa wanted him to do that because now he can, like, activate his power from many angles. Now he has a do bunch of it? viewpoints and spawns. Yeah, so he looks through and then we see Abakio just kind of jump through the mirror and just start choking man in the mirror. Yeah. And my first thought was, hey... People can't hurt stands. Right. To which Aluso says, hey, hey, people can't hurt stands. <laughs> Eddie's right. Hey, Eddie knew where we were going with this. <laughs> he's like, actually, it's because it's Moody Blues pretending to be me. Yeah, I was you only pretending it. to be a human person. Uh, someone says grazie, which I liked. Mm. And also, uh, Aluso then, re- at, like, after Abakio explains it, he's like, don't you get it? It's Moody Blues choking your stand, not really me. Aluso uh, says, shit, that's a stand. <laughs> <laughs> My name um, is also Moody Blues. And then, like, uh, Moody Blues is getting choked, but uh, I think Abak- Abakio, like, busts bust through and then punches Aluso, who's on the ground. And then Aluso uh, is in the, uh, like, I'm a thirsty flower position. <laughs> uh-huh. And then we just get five minutes of Abakio being like, that's a good position for you to be in because I'm going to kick the shit out of you. And Aluso's like, actually, I'm laying on the floor like this because I want to. He is laughing, actually. <laughs> I'm laughing, actually. I like to do this because it allowed me to, like... What did he get, like, another piece of mirror to activate his power or something? Uh, fucking... Sure. Uh, fucking, yeah. <laughs> it, 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 like, reflects the a, a certain part of the real world, which was, like, Abakio's arm. Yeah, he picks whatever. up a shard of the mirror, which has Abakio's arm in it, and only lets half of his body in, so Moody Blues can't move. Mm-hmm. And then he swear, Abakio swears on his pride that he will still protect the key. And uh, prove Jorno like, wrong. Yeah, he's like, uh, so he says, that doesn't just mean we failed the mission, it means Jorno was correct. Which is the worst kind. <laughs> which we can't have. Um, also, like... Uh, Eluso, like, drags his arm through, and he says, I'm sure you're very familiar with this arm. Yeah. <laughs> like, shit. I see you're very surprised this? to see your arm all the way over here. Yeah. So he drags, like, half of Moody Blues through and half of Bakia through, but then somehow one, they, one cheek. They, they fuse together. 
Yeah, they literally fuse hot dog style, so it's I one don't know half if this a... was just like an artistic representation or if it really happened, but it looked pretty cool. Yeah, I very much I didn't even consider that it could have been an artistic representation. I just really thought they just sort of took him. Yeah. So uh basically uh Abucky is like, Hey, remember this move from part four? And he chops off his own hand. And, yeah, uh, I was gonna say, didn't this exact sort of hand race thing happen in Diamond is Unbreakable? And it did. Mm, it did, and then he, with the other half of Moody Blues that was left behind, he, like, rewinds it back to Jorno. Right. Which is, you know, pretty smart, because anytime, like... Yeah, that's what I'm I was just, thinking. Like, I'm just the brain idiot, because I can only imagine stands being used in one way, like, ah, oh, we will replay the scene of the crime and see what happened. Like, I never would have even thought that this is possible. Right. So it's just cool to see stands that aren't just like, I punch good. Yeah. Like, actually doing Listen, we love a good punch, but, yeah, I like seeing a stand where it's like, we're gonna make you into a a baby and make your time go backwards, but then the stand user... How the fuck is that ever gonna happen? And then the stand user's like, well, I'm gonna make you turn into a fetus, and then you're gonna be in a pregnant belly, and the belly's gonna slow you down so I can catch you within range. And it's like, yeah! And also, you're gonna be a little baby boy, and your dick is gonna be out. (laughs) Yep. Very good, me. <laughs> uh, I so can't wait like, until he comes back. Oh yeah, he's, he's when he returns. Yeah, yeah. Um, so then the hand like rewinds to Giorno, and then we look through the mirror and see Giorno holding the key <laughs> in the most my, fucking my like, big blonde dipshit. He, I can't even. Desc- he's like kneeling down and holding it with two fingers. I, it's such a weird pose to be looking at this kid. It's with. pretty good. It's like he knows that people are watching him through the mirror world. And Abakio like, is yelling at him, and it's like, go, get the fuck out of here, save the key. And even the bad guy's laughing at him for being stupid yeah. and not running. He's just kind of looking at it. He's just, like, dangling this key. Hmm, what could this be? Um, and then Jorno thinks, guess I'd better get dragged in so I can get my throat slit, I guess. He says, y'all mind if I... <laughs> just gets pulled into the mirror world. But, uh, guess what? He infected himself with Purple Haze's virus. Yeah. Uh, oh, just probably to warn, uh, as I'm sure you got a, a glimpse of for the next episode, this is one of two, well, mostly next episode, big kind of body horror elements. A lot uh, of, like, body parts decaying and getting very sick, a lot of bad stuff. There's one later in the season that I hate more than anything. Yeah? So, is it yeah. just sort of like a fingernail stand or something? Like the Mucinex guy? And it's like, eh, no, I, can... I, I can't, I, I don't want to spoil it. I don't want you to either. <laughs> it's, uh, but it's bad to me in a way that I hate to think of. I fucking, I was like, I saw Bad Narancha next episode and I was like, that's enough. Yeah. <laughs> that's enough for me, but. Fucking Mrs. Uh, Manini version of Narancha. Mrs. Yeah, the, the Echo Fighter. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, if Mrs. Vanini was on that fucking uh, train, she would have been gone. You fucking mouse over Mrs. Manini! <laughs> Forced to dust. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, Jarno is in the mirror world now, and he infected himself with the virus. But yeah, as a because, joke. As a joke, just to, just to test his ability. He's like, I'll probably but, make use of this later, this deadly, deadly virus. Yeah. But uh, Eluso grabs him, so the virus transfers to Eluso, but it's only on, like, both of their hands at this time. Right. Uh, remember how Abakio just wants to be a soldier who follows orders? Yeah, we get a big, long cop monologue, sadness, blue, thin blue line about how, yeah, I, well, I'm a cop, and Jorno's a brat, but he put himself in danger for me, uh, the Punisher. And it's like, great, love it. It's me, the Punisher. <laughs> this is how I talk now. Yeah. 
I've never seen... Well, I have seen Daredevil with the Punisher, where he was uh, the bad cop from The Walking Dead. Kim, do you know... Kim? Oh. Producer. Hold on, sorry, what? What's um, bad cop from The Walking Dead? Do you know his name? His real name? Yeah. No. Okay, thanks. <laughs> never mind then. No, I wish I did. Why? I just thought of him. You're making a comparison? Yeah. It's not important. Okay. Bad cop from The Walking Dead. Everyone knows him. Yeah. Uh, he's, the, he's the Punisher in Daredevil. Yeah. Is he? Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, so then we just, this is where shit just gets wild. Yeah, this is where for the next, for the next 20 minutes, they just become Johnny Gargano and look at their hands and talk about it. Yeah. Um, so, so, okay. So Giorno brings the virus into the mirror world. Eluso is like, well, if I just, I just learned this of my own abilities that I can bring a hand in and only a hand. Yeah. So I'm going to try that with me, and I'm going to go outside to the real world, but I'll leave my hand in here so the virus doesn't spread to the rest of my body. Mm-hmm. And as he's like, I'm going to do it, here I go. And then you see, like, his fucking skeleton or something? Yeah! He has, like, Crypt Keeper bone fingers. Bones! And then, <laughs> like... But he's fine. Yeah, he's... Sometimes... Sometimes you can just take the virus off. Yeah. And then Fugo is fucking screaming. He's like, Giorno, Eluso is about to escape to the outside world. You have to stop him. And we just cut to Giorno's face, just like watching him. Yeah, he's fine. No expression. He's fine. So he escapes and Fugo's like, oh no, now we're all going to die in here. Thanks to my killer virus. And Giorno's like, actually, this is exactly what I planned. Uh Uh-huh. Could you tell? Because, and my first thought was, oh, like, yeah, now that, um, uh, Eluso is outside, that's where Purple Haze is. So Purple Haze can kill you him. You would think that, but he just found one brick. I didn't think, I just found one brick. <laughs> there I go. There I go. Um, but I didn't, I didn't think far enough I had to be like, oh, but Giorno is still infected with the virus. Right. Anyway, Eluso's outside, and he can see Purple Haze, but Purple, Purple Haze doesn't know where he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, luckily, Gold Experience was outside, and it's kind of like listening on a wall. Yeah. And Gold Experience turned a brick into a snake to track Eliso down. And it's like, it still retains much of it. Like, the entire brick is there, but there's a front and a back of a snake coming out of either side of it, which is pretty yeah, it's good. Like, it's like half and half. It's like a snake that time, swallowed a brick. Every other time Jordo has used this, it's fully transformed, so I have no idea why he did this. <laughs> he just thought it looked because- good. Because Eluso, he's, he's like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> um, but the snake, like, Giorno knows where it is. And mm-hmm. then uh, Fugo can, like, sense that. Like, he can just tell Fugo, like, punch over here. Yeah. So uh, Purple Haze is up there, and he's, like, doing a big screaming punch. But uh, Eluso stops it. With He's like, man in the mirror, use the last of your power to stop this punch. And he does but one of the bulbs of poison flies off into the wall, and he dies immediately. Yeah, it, like, infects his mouth, and it's really bad to see. And the stand, which I am, I am, I'm ready to admit, I like, I like Purple Haze. I think it's cool. It does look cool. It does, like... It has a cape now. It it does! It leveled up, and it has, it does, like, rapid virus punches, and it's, it's pretty fucking brutal, but in a a good anime way that I kind of like to see. Um, so he dies immediately. Yeah. And then we go back, oh, luckily... Again, luckily that this is how stand powers work, that Eliso died and everyone is teleported back to the real world. Yeah, it's like when you kill the Night King, they all die, you know? Except except for one. 
Yeah, which is Pesci. Every everyone got transported back out except Abakio's Abak- arm. <laughs> yeah, behind. Um. But then Fugo's like, hey, Giorno, you're still fucking poisoned with my virus. That yeah, takes dude. 30 seconds. Th- these are the longest 30 seconds to ever pass. Yeah, time's relative, been, you know? He's been poisoned for quite some time. But he's like, actually, let me tell you... Uh, Instead of doing it, let me tell you what I'm gonna do. Let me tell Pat- Patrick, do not interact. <laughs> uh, this is how, like, virus immunity works. Yeah. Because uh, the snake that I created out of the brick... There it go. Was born in the virus. Yeah. Molded by it. <laughs> so that gives well, it like, hand merely adopted it. Yeah. So that gave it to immu- immunity to the virus. So what I'm going to do now is I'm going to kill this snake and take its blood and put the snake blood in my body. And then I'll be immune to the virus. You might think that you have to maybe, like, do some medical stuff to it. But no, you can just sort of, like, wring out a snake like a towel and get the juice on you, and then you're good. Jordan has snake blood now. Yeah, which I think, in terms of, like, things that would make Dio proud, like, Dio probably isn't, like, so proud of Jorno right now, because he's trying to be a good guy, but, like, getting snake blood is pretty cool. It's pretty sick. I mean, it's better, like, getting snake blood is better than whatever blood that half-dog man had. Yeah. Like, if you had to get animal blood in you. Yeah, it's like, it's cool when, like, Cream cuts his head off and, like, puts his blood in a big pot. Like, that's cool. But... Uh, oh, I forgot. I forgot he did that. Oh, uh, you're thinking of... Vanilla uh, Ice. Stand. You're thinking of... You're thinking of Cool Ice. Yeah, I'm thinking of Mr. Cool Ice. Pardon me. <laughs> Cream is the is the stand that graciously murdered Iggy the bad dog. Yeah, Cream is the monster. Yeah. Yeah. Not Dr. Cool Ice. <laughs> um... So yeah, Jarno just kind of like ah, like he just freaks out for a little bit, but then he's fine. Yeah, it is not. It is like I, I know we're talking. I'm I'm fucking bringing up Game of Thrones a lot. He does. He's in more pain than Jorah Mormont ever was when he was taking his grayscale off. You just take. Uh, that's what should have happened. Is uh, Fuga was like Jorno, you're infected with my killer virus that kills in thirty seconds, and Jorno just goes, I'm just gonna take it off. Yeah, he just takes it off, and then there's a smash cut of, like, Giorno's gross hand to, like, uh, a St. Gentleman sandwich, and it's the next scene. Yeah. Um, so then Fugo, he stands up, he's like, wow, Giorno, I really respect you because you risked your life. So I can tell you that I respect you now. <laughs> and then Abakio dies. And then Abakio's like, actually, it was Abakio who risked his life because and he's, he's dying. Here and, he's, and he's dying around the corner. He's bleeding he out. Has, he has no hand. And I do... Like, Abakio, I don't like him because he was a cop, but I do like that how, at all times, regardless of his current situation, all he's thinking about is kicking Jorno's ass. Yeah, it's pretty good. Because <laughs> he's like, oh, now I have no hands, so I can't beat the shit out of Jorno. <laughs> Guess I'll die. I do also really like that so far, I've seen, like, I've seen Jorno, like, use his stand in cool ways to, like, I don't know, give a lady her purse back or, like, make a big tree to get up on the, the roof so Koichi can't mm-hmm. beat you up anymore. But, mm-hmm. like, we've now multiple times, we've seen that his special technique is just getting murked by a stand on purpose and just sort of hoping for the best and doing improv. Yeah, just I'll make a land alive thing out of this. Yeah, Abakio, check this out. And then, like, either getting stabbed in the back by a gross mantis sword or just going mm-hmm. into a mirror land with, with fucking leprosy or whatever yeah it's it's good. good uh so 
this this like leads us i mean you're not led to believe this but it does show uh, like abakia with no hand bleeding out and he just slumped over yeah nobody's like going to help him yeah he's just laying there yeah um he's tired and then we cut away to uh this character we see like a, a what's likely some type of mafia man dead on the ground with the gun and blood but then there's a guy with black hair who we saw in the flashback of the assassination squad. Oh, did we? Um, yeah, he was. He, I said that specifically for you. Okay, thank you. Because my note is some scary zebra wearing guy kills a guy at an airport or something. That's kind of what I got yeah, out of that. Where I believe we're led, we're led to believe that this is like the leader of the assassination squad. Okay. And he picks up like a burnt up piece of paper and looks at it and then and says, "Ah, oh, there's there was fire here." Nice. Another case for me. <laughs> for Detective Me. Every time I close my eyes. And then it goes to yeah. that. And it's done. And then I get the song. Um, that's the first episode. Uh, let's check in with the Speedwagon Foundation. Shall we? Yes. Uh, Patreon.com slash Thrones. If you'd like to donate to us at $5 a month, you'll get, uh, we'll get a shout out in an episode. You can send, you can send in a request for our other fo- podcast, Fun Point, where we talk about music. And you can send in a message of your choice that we'll read on the air. And at $10 a month, you'll get all that, plus special user status in Discord. And, hey, last night we did a PGOT Championship Wrestling. Uh, we did. And you can get a character in that if you're at the $10 tier, and you let us know what you want. If you want to know but, if, if Dio Obama is still the champion, you got to tune in to the, to the rerun available on Twitch. For, for only $10 a month, you two can lose to Dio Obama in the match. <laughs> you can join the long list of jobbers. Uh, this week's special user is Andre, Andres Gonzalez. Uh, thank you, Andres. Thanks. Because for, for the funny, uh, meme donation of $6.90. We love it. I, I just genuinely enjoy. As the person I, I, receiving the money, I think it's worth it. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's, it's a great Just bit. seeing the number, seeing the number is worth more than <laughs> the standard $5 right. requested on the website. It's, I don't, I don't know if doing 420 and, like, foregoing the $5 rewards, if that's easy mode or hard mode. But That's 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 playing, like, th- that's when you play on New York rules. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, it's not written in the rule book, but, I mean, no one's stopping you from doing right. it, you know? It's just play your own risk. You, you want to follow, then go for it. Yeah. Um... Speaking of New York rules, I remembered a fun New York game the other day. Okay. Like I was laying in bed, and I had a f- fine memory of this game. Did you ever play a—it's uh, a game that it involves a handball, and we called this game Asses Up. So it's Did not ringing ever- a bell yet. Could you maybe explain? So basically what happens—here's how you play—how you would play Asses Up, is you'd get a bunch of your elementary school friends, and you go on the side of the school, and you throw the ball at the wall. The ball would have to bounce, and then someone would catch it, and uh-huh. then that person would throw it at the wall. And if, if you, you fuck up to, and you don't catch if, it right, if you fuck if you fuck up and don't catch it right, then you have to run to the wall yeah. and touch it before either someone throws the ball at the wall or throws the ball at you. Right. And, and then if it's you fail, like horse, it's kind of like horse where you would have to spell asses up. So like that's how many mistakes you would get. Oh, and okay. If you if you got that, you would one be eliminated from the game. And you would, too, have to stand facing the wall with right. your hands on the back of your head and create the titular asses up. 
and then everyone gets a chance to throw a handball at you very hard. Yeah. Uh, dude, masculinity's good. I like it. It is, it is good. Uh, I just rem- had, like, my eyes shot open, and I remembered this painful game that was fun to me as a child. Yeah, we pretty much and played that. We just called it wall ball, and it was, um, the only difference was every time you, you when you fucked up and you got butterfingers and you dropped the ball, you would have to run and touch the wall, and every time you fucked up, we didn't have sort of a horse system it was just if you fucked up and oh, lost so you just one person you had to go and put your hands up against the wall and have your your butt facing people and then they got to throw a ball at you really hard so this is so this is kind of like florida rules because that seems more difficult than like that's more of a risk that's like sudden death mode it's florida rules and can i tell you sort of this is my eyes just shot open and they were already open so like my mm-hmm. eyeballs are mm-hmm. falling out right now mm-hmm. do you want to know like the first joker thing i ever did Yes. So, like, so it's if you fail to catch the ball, if it bounces out of your hand or something, then you got to run to the wall. Sometimes what I would do if the game wasn't sort of sufficiently, you know, exciting, mm. thrilling, mm. I would just, if the ball was coming towards me, I'd just fucking open palm slap that, like, to the side, like, out of the field, and it's like, can you get there quick enough? And I would run towards the wall, just, like, to fuck up on purpose. What did like, yeah. Caprice? <laughs> Mm, I would say as they, it was good. I mean, we did have other, there was one where it became fucking like the nonary game, life or death situation where we had certain rules you could say. And one was if the ball, you would only do this first. These are two situations where you can be an asshole, but one would be, uh, like say someone catches the ball. They would be able to kind of just throw it back. But if someone yelled, well, I, there was like a word. It was, it was, whatever, there was, like, a code word you could say where the person would have to stop and throw the ball from there. Okay. I think it was reach. It was just reach. Like, if someone yells reach, you have to stop where you are and throw the ball without, like, powering up. Right. Like, you couldn't do, like, a crow hop. You had to, like, plant your feet and throw it. Uh-huh. So a fun asshole thing to do would to do, say this when someone was very far away from the wall so they purposely wouldn't reach. Ooh. Another thing you could do is call, that person could call safety, which means, uh... Some you could transfer the ball to another player, but then you then that player would be able to decide. Okay, I can just take it and throw it at the wall, or mm-hmm. I can throw it at you. Ooh! So you could you would only want to call safety with your 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 finest allies, or else you might be betrayed like a twisted Joker. That's pretty good. So there were still layers to New York S's up, but now you're a. T- I don't. I mean, we should probably talk about anime at some point. But yeah, we will. we'll get back there. Yeah, but you know, we listen, it's the big 60 where this is we're taking we're taking a breather. Mm-hmm. Now you're a, you're a famous uh future teacher, current teacher. We love mm-hmm. it. Have you ever played or do you plan to sort of implement the fun famous game of silent speedball in your classrooms? I am not familiar with this game. You've never played maybe you've played it under a different sort of New okay. New York style okay. name. Yeah, tell me about this one. This one's a game where everybody in your classroom, when you're, like, in fifth grade, they all stand up, and the teacher either brings in a ball or more often just, like, wads up a sheet of paper. And you have to stand perfectly still in a room, like, around the classroom, just, like, more than shoulder length apart from people. And you have to pass it uh, to each person without saying anything the entire game. And if you drop it and fail to catch it, or if you do a really bad throw, then you get eliminated and you have to sit back down. And you also can't talk when you sit down and it's the last uh person standing wins and 
it's just sort of also I I didn't realize this when I was 11 and I used to love it but it's also sort of a game that teaches you about society cuz it's like there's no there's no real like what is the teacher going to do if you just talk if everybody talks you know what are you going to do throw me out of the game yeah we're only like constrained by what we think the constraints are but we there we put them on you know the Joe, only rule is there are no rules uh, outback your no rules just right. Save boys who respect girls. Only few left. <laughs> only few left. Only few only few left. Only few left. Say it again for the people in the back. <laughs> but yeah, it's a great game. I recommend it for Alright. Uh I'll I'll see if I can implement that in my high school class. Yeah, they'd love it. Uh let's get back to JJ. Yeah. Episode fourteen, Express Train to Florence. Um it starts with all my friends in a big van with a key. Mm-hmm. And we do get a convenient shot of Abakio's hand reattached with a big zipper. I do like it. I was thinking it would be like, ah, Giorno created a new hand out of, like, a bug, but... Yeah, I just kind of thought he'd get, like, a cool cyborg old Joseph Luke Skywalker hand, but... No, it's just attached with a zipper from now on. Yeah, he's just sort of constantly... I'm gonna constantly be looking for it now, because it was very, like, apparent in this shot that there was just a huge zipper going on. Well, it was only 30 minutes ago, maybe, you know, it, it fades... Yeah, but now, later on, he'll be like, oh, it's under my big jacket. Mm. And you can't see it. So, uh, printed on this key in the giant red ruby that's... <laughs> fucking, the world's smallest fucking basmati rice writing has yeah. a fucking 500-word <laughs> essay that says, Nice work, Bucciarati! It's me, the yeah. boss! I bid you hello! <laughs> yeah, this is me for one of my classes when the teacher was like, you can fit... You can bring in a cheat sheet, but it has to fit on one index <laughs> card. Yeah. And it's me writing in size two font to get everything uh-huh. I need on the... It's um, pretty good. Yeah, so basically they have to go to the train station and take the express train to Florence and go to a drinking fountain with a turtle, then use this key. Uh, Iraqi loves fountains with turtles in them. Mm-hmm. Remember when Josuke saw that? And Jotaro came and tried to beat him up? It was good. May I... What probably happened is, like, this is an event that happened to him in his life at some point, and now he thinks that's just where turtles live. Yeah. So he thinks this is just, like, a fact of the world. Yeah. <laughs> Drinking fountain. Uh, yeah. You can find turtles there. Uh, we were, we were like, having fun. Oh, know? yeah, it's the bad scene next, yeah. And then, uh... Mr. Araki himself comes in, and he's like, hey, it's been a while since anyone was, like, a sex pervert to a child. Uh, y'all mind if I... Yeah, there's a bad scene where Mista and Fugo sort of talk about a 15-year-old's chest in a sexy way, which is bad. It's just, like, Fugo kind of, like, looking at Trish, and then Mista's, like, yelling across the way, like, hey, Mista, I bet you're thinking about her titties, huh? It's literally worse than Billy Madison. Hey, we're back. Hey, do you hear me? Hey. Yeah, I do. Cool. Did you hear my cool Billy Madison reference? I heard you say Billy Madison, and then that was the thing I heard. <laughs> I was just, you know, it's... Because there's a bit in Billy Madison where, like, it's it's real bad, but it is, mm-hmm. you know, also a fucking uh, not a 15-year-old. It's Veronica Vaughn, the teacher, and they're on the bus, and it's like... And Adam Sandler's like, hey, I'm gonna pretend there was a fucking... Uh, the brake stopped, and then I'm gonna, you know... Uh, this is... That was really bad, and this is even worse. And literally the same situation. 
And I was literally like, after the last episode, I was like, I think Mista might be sort of my favorite, and Fugo's really climbing up the rankings too. And now it's just not, you know, it's cool because it doesn't impact the scene in any way. It's not, mm-hmm. yeah. It's just sort of, and there's such, the next scene on is just great JoJo content. <laughs> yeah, but we just had to kind of slip this in. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, they, for some reason, Giorno's driving. He's like the youngest one there, but he's driving. Yeah. Um, and then he, like, skirt, gets out of the way, and then Fugo flies into Trish, and then Mista's like, wow, you flew into her And this just, like, this is not, like, nothing happens because of this. There are, like, no repercussions, just nothing happens. Yeah. He just kind of needed a pervert scene. Yeah, they're just like, oh, we haven't given Mista any lines yet. What if we gave him the worst possible line? Yeah, so we don't want you to like this character too much. Yeah. Anyway, Fighting Gold's still here, in a place. Yeah, luckily. Uh, we come back from that, and then here we have just two grade-A goons. Yeah, we're back in the murder place that we saw last week, and there's this man who wears zebra clothes, and then there's the man with the world's longest American dad face that I fucking hate to see, and his name is Pesci. It's Prigido and Pesci, and these, just these two. Pesci's not drinking milk, which is his one, like, redeeming quality. (laughs) They Um, fucking try hard to give Pesci a character in this one, and I'm not falling for it. Yeah, Pesci's like, oh, I know Bruno's guys are here, I'm gonna kill them, and then Prigido's like, never say, I'm I'm going to kill them, only say, I've killed them after you've done it. Yeah, every possibility in your mind. Yeah, you're willing it into the world, and, uh, it's, it's like, the secret about killing men. I do like it because the, the prosciutto man, he says, do you understand what I'm saying? But in Japanese, he says, wakaruka, which mm-hmm. is what Shinsuke Nakamura's theme says. So I, I, I like, cause he has his, his theme is just like, wakaruka. And it's like, do you understand that I'm number one? And then I'm a cool wrestler, but it's in Japanese oh, and it's I good. He, I wish he was, I wish he was still a cool wrestler. Yeah. You'll get to see him fucking, you know, I can't wait to sing his song with 80,000 wild Hulkamaniacs at WrestleMania. Yeah. Yeah, and we can always just sort of go to the concession stand when Hulk Hogan inevitably is there. Yeah. The Hogan break. Yeah. As it's known. Um, anyway, Bruno's looking around for a long time for just anywhere that this key will fit. Yeah, there's a keyhole, but it's too little. And then he says a funny word. He says there's like a stopcock or something. That was funny. That was like, like the, pipe. the dick like on of this pipe. episode. Huh? Sneeze. <laughs> There's another one. Thank you. Thank you. Leaving that one in. Sometimes uh, you just don't look at a turtle shell really closely until the last possible yeah, sometimes, second. Sometimes he says, so if I heard, like, go to the drinking fountain with the turtle, I would think, like, okay, there's, like, a sculpture or, like, some type of art, like the dog on the floor. Yeah. If I went there and there was a real, literal tortoise, like, the first thing I would do is inspect that animal. Oh, yeah, I'd be like, what's up? And I'd try to, like, find some lettuce. Uh-huh, but that's just me, because I, like, I enjoy the, the animal of turtle. Yeah, I mean, Bruno does, too, because he takes it. He does steal it and go on the train. Uh, he eventually realizes that the keyhole, the key fits perfectly onto the back. Like, long ways, not even, like, unlocking the turtle. Yeah, not, like, like unlocking, just, like, place... Just, like, a place uh, to keep it. Like, place horizontally on the turtle, and it goes flush with the turtle shell. Yeah. Uh, anyway... And the uh, turtle goes, bring, congratulations! You've solved my riddle! (laughs) Um, so, like, Pesci goes on the front of the train, and then this, uh, Prigido's walking to the back, and they're like, we'll run into them, or corner them, or something. But he sees, uh, Bruno carry some type of object onto the train. Mm -hmm. And then they both get on and bump into each other, and, like, 
well, they're gone. I don't know where. Um, also, I, uh, they're, like, arguing, and Pesci's like, well, we don't know if they got on the train or not. We should, like, look around the station. And Prajuda says, I have a feeling that if we don't get on this train, we'll lose them forever. So he also read the script. Yeah, he did. Knew. Yeah. Somebody's got to. But uh, everyone gets on. And then they look around, and they can't find them. They're like, well, Bruno must have must be here. Like, how can he have disappeared? We saw him get on. So Prajuda says, hey, Pesci... <laughs> Use your fisherman to search the I room. got that. Mm-mm. I got that. Goddamn. I'm, I'm your, your fisherman. fisherman. <laughs> I'm your I'm your fisherman. Um, which the original name for this one is Beach Boy. Yeah, he takes out a fish hook and sort of throws it through a wall and yells, Beach Boy, which made it clear <laughs> that that's sort of what fisherman sort of means. So uh, what we know about fisherman is that it's a big fish hook. Like a big fishing rod with a hook at the end, and he throws it through the wall, and it goes through the wall, and he can, I guess, like, detect how many people are in the room. Yeah, and also he can just kind of sort of put it under people's skin sometimes. Yeah, that's really bad. Yeah. Uh, There's, he's like, oh, there's two things in this room, and he hooks kind of Steve-O jackass style. (laughs) He hooks the, like, train conductor and pulls him out, and he's like, oh, this is a Bruno, but there's no one else in here. And the whole time I'm thinking just, like, what's going to happen to this train conductor? Like, he just got hooked. He can't see the stand. Because <laughs> even though it's a fishing pole, it is still a stand. So he can't see it. So he's just, like, That's the true. Um, At this point, I'm just really... They're giving Prosciutto and his little bro, who we now know is a little bro, Pesci... Mm-hmm. They're giving them a lot of screen time, and we're ba- we haven't really even seen much of the crew... Uh-huh. And this is not on the level of Oingo Boingo Brothers Adventure. Yeah. And you cannot, Araki, you can't trick me. It's not as good. They don't get their own song at the end. They're not They don't. I checked. <laughs> Boku Apeshi. I don't want that. Yeah. Um. So then like, he looks around and is like, oh, there's no one else in here. But guess what? Zoom in. Fucking zoom in on the stealth turtle who's just chilling under a seat the whole episode. Stealth turtle under a seat. This turtle is a stand user. Just a fan. It's one of my favorite recent JoJo lines. The key activated the turtle's ability. Yeah, and this turtle has an ability that while the key is placed on it, uh, there's a just like a big room in it that you can like live in. So uh, when Popo it- had the turtle visit it. Yeah. <laughs> How so did Popo, they determine? Said, uh, Popo said, Coco Large, he can pass <laughs> my test. And he just placed the flame, like, on the back of the turtle. And it just stayed there because it stayed in a dark, cool place and hung out for 24 hours. Right. Yeah. Makes sense. So, uh, the, the original name of this turtle is Coco Jumbo. Yeah. That the Coco Bongo of the mask reference, of course. But uh, it stands power is mr president i fucking let now listen this is this is me not being cultured i'm sorry for always being that didn't Mm -hmm. was not aware of uh, coco jumbo or the song mr president i did listen to it it's fun but they don't tell you the name until it gets its own little splash screen and uh i almost fucking threw my computer (laughs) Because you it's, saw the words Coco Large, saw, Mr. President. I saw, I saw Stand Master, Coco Large, Stand, Mr. President, and a that picture of a turtle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty great. good. 
then, like, we kind of see that and we get that information. And then uh, Pergito summons his stand, uh-huh. which he, we clearly, like, it's not... It's not even, like, the times where they're like, and now I will summon my stand. Blah, blah, blah. He clearly just gets a time to say, the grateful deado. Yeah. Which is translated to us as, the thankful death. <laughs> About time. Yeah. I mean, it looks pretty fucking cool. It's got, like, a million eyes on him. And it walks fucking with, the, it has, like, relinquished no ass. Body. Yeah, get his ass. <laughs> relinquished polymerization looking (laughs) (laughs) fucking majora's mask second temple villain ass when you get the hook shot boy (laughs) um anyway uh the grateful dead's power is to make everyone very old yeah it's got it sends out old potion in the air that makes everybody old uh so and and then um pesci's like oh prosciutto are you really just like gonna use your power like on everyone in the train. And Brigitte's like, every year, there are train crashes all over the world. Yeah, he's just like, yeah, just I'm gonna th- do I it. Just thought that was, I just thought that was interesting. <laughs> no relation. No relation, yeah. Um, so then we go back into... Back into the uh, turtle. Coco Jumbo. Into Coco Jumbo. And it's like, I, of course, my first thought is like, where's the bathroom? Oh, yeah, like, for there, sure. Is there a bathroom in Coco Jumbo? Yeah, anytime you hear like, hey, we're gonna stay in this space for a couple hours and it's unfamiliar to you, it's immediately fucking my... I become fucking El Generico, no exit. Yeah. <laughs> but, what, I mean, it's not without its comforts. We Narancha yeah. uh, sort of peeks out at first and his head sort of comes out. But then he goes back in and we find out that the boss left them a mini fridge full of spudite. Which is pretty good. My comment is, you got any spudite in there? They do! They have it every time there's a drink. I love it. Mm-hmm. I was looking out for it. And then uh, a couple of them have, like, tasty drinks. Yeah, funny Narancha, eat a banana. Uh, Trish gets her mineral water. And then uh, Narancha's shoulders hurt, and his back hurts, and he's thinking about being a child in a garden. And he licks his finger before turning a page of a magazine. Oh, that's, I didn't he, even, like, get that as an old person thing. That's pretty good. Yeah, because Mr.'s immediately like, that's gross, don't do yeah. that. <laughs> and then he kind of coughs a tooth out. And it's, like, hanging with blood, and it looks terrible. Yeah, he's doing, like, all of the Pearl Jam stuff without the fun, like, without the diarrhea tummy getting better at the end. Yeah, it's just getting much He's worse. just dying. And Mr.'s like, okay, Narancha, whatever you're doing is really funny, but also it's disgusting. Yeah, and for 45 <laughs> minutes, Narancha, like, the banana's also getting old and gross, and Narancha, for fucking 45 minutes, we just look at his fucking scary story t- to chill your bones looking ass. Mm. Just, like, saying, like, this banana's no good anymore. Fucking and he's like falling apart, and he looks like a keeper. And he, part he four, to, Joseph on the boat, looking. Yeah, he walks up to Mister. He says, "Are you paying attention? <laughs> I can't eat this banana." And then and the then, minions come out, and they say, "Banana." It's funny. Yeah, it uh, and then and then someone's like, "Oh, I think everyone is getting old." Yeah, I think Narancha is four hundred years old, and it's probably a stand attack. And then you see, like, Mr. Like, uh, Fugo and Abaki are just, like, passed out. They're very old. Mm -hmm. And Giorno's old, too, but he still is acting like Giorno. Yeah. Which is good. Like, he's not, like, He's, like, 30% slower, and that's it. Yeah, he just has, like, white hair now and wrinkles. Yeah, he just looks cool. Also, we kind of, like, uh, leave Coco Jumbo's butt for a second, and we, like, (laughs) look at people on the train. And then we get to the part where there's an old, a very old baby. Oh, it's so... Oh, God. That's my favorite. I forgot about that. my fucking favorite part of this episode. Because where it's... there's a little... You know, it's like, it's... 
it's supposed to be sad. Like, it's yeah, like, but- there's a suddenly aged mother who, like, the baby is like, mama, mama, like, please wake up, cause she, and like, but the little baby has Hulk Hogan hair. And it does, <laughs> and it has a very giant head and a very it's old It's still face. a baby, and it's in a onesie, and it's like, mama, mama, it's, it's so mama. good. It's really funny. <laughs> it's so good. Um, but, uh, Old, old Giorno is very smart, and he gives his fucking brain genius red pill reason mm-hmm. why, like, uh, I think Mista and Bruno and Trish, like, aren't getting older. Right. And he's like, uh, did you know that women actually have more fat in their bodies, which keeps them warm? It's science. It's science. And then Trish is like, actually, I think my body temperature is just cold because I had a cold water. I had a delicious and he's like, oh, yeah, that's probably it. Yeah, no doubt. So yeah, the only people to to like have a co- cool drink were Mr. Bruno and Trish. Mm-hmm. So this stand goes by body heat. I was thinking it would go by age. So he'd be like, "Okay, don't age anyone like under I was like, the age of 15." I was like, "No, it goes by the thankful death." And it then goes, I realized it, what you were talking about. It goes by the thankful death, yes. But yeah. the, I thought I thought at first it, I was going to be like, "Well, maybe he can control it by saying like, don't age anyone under the age of 15, but then, like, right. all their ages differ wildly, and, like, why is Bruno not getting old? Blah, blah. Yeah. So, basically, you have to keep cool, which we learned later is true, because Pesci is just in the fucking kitchen eating a big tray of ice cubes. Yeah, because he's gotta fucking keep his entire neck chin warm. Mm-hmm. Fucking bad. Um, <laughs> so, then, like, uh, is like, walking through the train looking for everyone who's becoming very old, and uh, Bruno's like, Mister, you have to go at least... I th- I don't think he says it, but I'm guessing he's like, I have to stay in the turtle and protect Trish. Uh-huh. Uh, Mr. You go out with your gun that's good for killing, and you kill the guy. So then Mr. gets out, and he's like, wow, it's really warm in here. I think I'll press this air conditioner button that says cold. <laughs> uh, so he does that, and immediately we see fucking Beach Boy reel in, and then it goes, like, into... Uh, missed his hand, and you see it, like, under his Yeah, I hate to see it. Prepare for a lot of that in the coming episodes. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, it's not great. God, I hope Pesci's not the boss. (laughs) Plot twist. It's him. There's also, Uh, we're getting at the end, but there is also, we get one shot of old Giorno, like, his face, mm -hmm. and sort of, uh, life of the author... I think this is just because Araki draws old men in a similar way, but in the face he looks a lot like old Joseph, and I think that's actually pretty cool. Cause like maybe, or he could just be drawing. That's the yeah. It's like he looks. It, you know, it's like how how for one episode Joseph has like a fucking jewel on his on his chest, and it looks like Caesar's a little bit, and it's like yeah. Also, that's what the that weird means. baby looked like Joseph a little bit. Yeah, the weird baby also sort of looks like Joseph, but like oh, I also don't hey, dude, Joseph that. fucks all the time. I also don't want to gloss over how Narancha kept getting extremely old, and we get a fucking callback to ACDC's disgusting fingers because his, like, nails are cracking and flying everywhere. Oh, yeah. I just kind of wanted everyone to remember that for a moment and just kind of think back. Yeah, you can always just sort of read the synopsis on this one if you don't want to watch it. Yeah, and I was like, wow, Beach Boy will definitely be censored because it's so bad to see. <laughs> but, uh, maybe not. Yeah, I don't maybe remember not. seeing the, the words Beach Boy on anybody's top five stand lists of a couple of years yeah. ago. Oh, that's because, um, everyone calls it Fisherman. Right, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, and next week we get The Thankful Death, part one. Beach Boy nowhere to be found. <laughs> I'm sure he'll get his own sort of multi-arc. 
So it does say the thankful death part one. So we're getting at least two thankful deaths. Uh-huh. So... Narachi's gonna look like shit by the end of this. He's gonna look so bad. I, there is, they also mention like, should we worry about the turtle? And then it's like, oh no, it'll probably live for 10,000 years. And it's like, oh, okay, I mean, yeah. Oh yeah. All turtles should live that long, you know? They should, yeah. Did you know, I think it's lobsters, but they can basically live forever. Unless, yeah. Like the only way a lobster can die is if something kills it. Yeah, same. Otherwise, they just get fucking, like, ripped and huge. <laughs> and that's what Larry's based on, on Spongebob. Exactly, yeah. I I used to be, what is it? I used to be a nerd, and then I got angry. You got angry. And now I live forever. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that's this, this week's episodes. Uh, let's head on over to questions. I do, before we go on to questions, I do just, we talked a little bit about the shitty new sort of visuals of the horny song that we all like to hear. But mm-hmm. the ending, it shows, like, it says... Uh, G-I-O-G-I-O-G-O-G-O at the end. And uh-huh. if I didn't do a podcast and had a had a very smart, discerning co-host, this is 100% the moment when I would have finally gotten Jorno's name. Until now, Gio-Gio. there's no fucking way that I would have put it together that he's also G-O-G-O. Yeah. They, but, they literally had to spell it out for you. <laughs> yeah. But it's good. I can't it's, I haven't mentioned that up until this point. I'm, you know, they probably have. Yeah. But I just, I, I, I used Moody Blues on myself and I looked back and I realized that I'm fucking dumbass and I didn't <laughs> notice until now. You, you remember it now because you saw it again. Yeah. Um, so questions, you can send us an ask on our Tumblr, yade-yade-boys.tumblr.com or email us at yadayadeboys at gmail.com. First question this week comes in from Tumblr user Dr. Balls Dandy who asked, I recently purchased friend of the show Hirohiko Araki's book, Manga in Theory and Practice. Uh-huh. How do I read a book for pleasure again after four years of philosophy and economics undergrad? <laughs> Fuck if I Listen, know, dude. When, yeah, if you figure it out, please let me know. I, I don't know when this ask was sent, but if in that time you have come to some conclusion, please let me know. Yeah, I love to, to get home from a long day of academia and reading uh, Michel Foucault and then saying... Maybe I'll dip into the old Dunkin' Egg novellas again, and then I yeah. see my $200 Overwatch machine, and I say, uh-uh, and yeah, I do that instead. Uh cooperating teacher, she's like, during this break, you know, you got it. You should, if you want to read for pleasure, this will be the last time you'll be able to do it, because you'll be so busy. And I said, what the fuck is any of the words you just said? <laughs> um... But I mean, this this huh? is this is officially. I just learned from my advisor yesterday. It's my last semester of coursework that I'll ever have to do. So okay, after this semester, probably gonna pop into you know I'm gonna fucking by the time we're at part six, I'm gonna be dropping like fucking Frankenstein references and I can't wait Scarlet Letter references. We're gonna love it. Um, I, I'm gonna love it, and none of the listeners. Yeah. Uh, Tumblr user Nick Jagged asked a question. If Jotaro Stan took up cooking in Egypt and made a spice blend, it would be Zatar Platinum. Thank you. That's pretty that's, good. That's creative. That's pretty, I like it. Pretty good. I like it. That would be what would happen if uh, Joseph, if uh, Jotaro and um, Tonio Trendy teamed up. I was. He would probably be so mean to Tonio Trendy. He would. He'd be like, "What's this bullshit?" He'd be like, "Oh, you made my guts come out. I'm gonna beat your ass." It would be really funny if, if Tony Trendy's like, I make a dish for you. Delicious spaghetti. <laughs> That's how he talks. Don't give me bo- Don't give me shit. No you, no, you nailed it. I thought you played a clip on your phone just now. No. And then Jotaro eats it, and then he just, like, screams and becomes nice. Yeah. 
He's like, I think I'll be nice to my grandpa now. <laughs> um, we got a couple of anonymous ones to close out the show here. Okay. This one says, I like that someone had to, like, didn't want to reveal their identity for this one. Okay. Which says, I wish Koichi met Narancha. No question, love the show. <laughs> <laughs> Me too! I want to see their height comparison. Just so I can get an idea of what I'm getting with Narancha, you know? Yeah. Because uh, Koichi's, what, four years older than him? Like, Oh, yeah. Yeah, because Koichi's a grown man now. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess with the power of fanfiction, anything's possible. I would love to see Koichi and Naranja on opposite teams and like an a- academic team quiz bowl. Oh my god. Koichi do so good. Naranja had no chance. Because he would just study by eating all of the paper with the answers on it. And Naranja uh, would just go to an Italian restaurant and eat with his friends and not do it. And not do it. Uh, this one, oof, sorry about this one. Again, see, this one, I can see why this one's anonymous. Okay. Which says... I want to wrap myself around Pesci's strong neck like a bur- <laughs> like a Burberry scarf. What a man. Eye emojis w- like splashing water emoji. Okay, so this is this person has just eaten Tonio Trendy's delicious biscotti yeah. and yeah. <laughs> they're crying and out the sins of what they, they just said. They're crying out this ass like escape them so it would no longer Yeah, and now they be feel great. Body. Yeah, now everything's good, and this was just kind of, like, the receptacle for that waste that they just had uh-huh. to expel, kind of. Yeah, remember, um, this is Maine, and when you send in a question... <laughs> yeah, this is, uh, Pesci on Maine. Yeah. So. Never, Always, ever. Yeah. yeah, be careful. He's, it's just um, so fucking oblong, I don't like it. And his well, hair is not great either, but we've talked about that part. Yeah. Well, you'll get to see more of Pesci and his fun stand uh, beach man next week, <laughs> so look forward to that. Um, that's this week's episode. Thank you for listening. Yeah. Uh, Thanks. As- assuming there are no more breaks or anything, we will see you again in two weeks for more Jojo. Yeah. Or wait, aren't we technically doing it? Won't it be three? No, because we're on schedule now. Oh, wait, so we're doing a, a fun one next week and then two weeks... Yeah, fun points next week, and then we're back to regular JoJo skip. Oh, yeah. All we did was skip one. If we didn't do one this week, then we would have been fucked up. Okay, cool. But now we're we're good again. Yeah, we love it. <laughs> we're back. We just took a break, too, to balance it out. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we'll see you in two weeks uh, for more of this, or next week on Fun Point. So look forward to that. Yeah. Um, remember to tag someone who's always waking up feeling sexually horny. Semper funny to us. Super funny to me. Bye. Bye.